0: Good evening. The German Chancellor Olaf Scholz is in Washington tonight, warning of the dangers of a Russian victory in Ukraine if allies don't quickly step up their military support. Joe Biden does not need persuading. But there's no progress on a foreign aid bill. The House Speaker says he won't even put it on the floor. Wrapped up in that package is aid for Israel. But last night, the President changed his position on the scale of the offensive in Gaza and has made it clear he does not support the impending assault on Rafah, now home to over 1.5 million Palestinians. I'm of the view, as you know, that the conduct of the response in Gaza, in the Gaza Strip has been um, over the top. Eight months out from the election, Joe Biden would dearly love a ceasefire in the Middle East and last night signed a memorandum stipulating that those who receive American aid must comply with international humanitarian law. But the Middle East is the least of his problems right now. The White House is still on damage control following the release of special counsel Robert Hurr's report into the handling of classified documents. It portrayed the president as feeble And And in the last hour, the administration has mounted an angry rebuttal of the council's "quotes gratuitous comments.
1: The report lays out example after example of how the president did not willfully take classified documents. The report lays out how the president did not share classified documents with anyone. The report lays out how the president did not knowingly share classified information with anyone. On page 2, which I know you all read, the report argues that President willfully retained materials. But buried way later on page 215, the report says, and I quote, there is in fact a shortage of evidence on these points. 200 pages later. Put simply, this case is closed because the facts and the evidence don't support the theories here.
0: Our correspondent, Tom Bateman, is following all the events at the White House for us this evening. Uh, That was a pretty fierce response um, from the administration tonight, Tom. I suppose it has to be, given the obvious damage it's caused. What's your sense, 24 hours on, of how that story is unfolding? It's really bad news for President Biden because although
2: there was the legal exoneration overall, although it was interesting, Ian Sams there, the special assistant, uh, to the president, you know, going through even that and saying that they believe there were things just simply factually wrong, the wrong emphasis put on things in the report and contradictions between uh, what the report set out in the first few pages and then what it said much, much further down. Um, they're basically in a position that they had always wanted to avoid where this this issue of president biden's age uh, and his acuity his ability to perform the functions of his office is once again back in the spotlight so as i say that political uh, exoneration but now a, a, a legal exoneration rather but a sort of political hand grenade tossed right in uh, uh, the beginning of this Election year that we know is already going to be very tumultuous, uh, where we expect now those uh, attacks will continue. Certainly, Republicans have wasted no time in pouncing um, on all of this. And although you have now senior Democrats right up to the vice president attacking really both the factual basis of what was said in this report and the integrity of Robert Heard, the special counsel, uh, it's a pretty tall order for them, I think, to sort of push all this back because we know that voters do have concerns um, about his age. The the polling suggests that and certainly Republicans um, are going to exploit it even further. That said, it may be very much sort of already baked in to the way people are intending to vote in what is, of course, an extremely polarised environment.
0: We're waiting for pictures, Tom, of Olaf Scholz, who's arriving imminently at the White House. Um, There will always be focus on a visit like that as well. There should be because they stand so closely on uh, the matters at hand, Ukraine and and the Middle East. But I guess for for President Biden, he will be aware that the focus is, is not so much on the crises at hand, but on the way he reacts and his responses to the questions he's asked. That's true. And, you know,
2: th- I mean, some of the attacks on him today have focused on this issue of national security. Um, and, you know, we've had now three times in a week where President Biden has, you know, uh, misspoken or slipped up on uh, the, the names or his recollections of who foreign leaders are. Um, so, you know, of course, all of that is now in the background. But on the issue of substance here, you're absolutely right to say, you know, you have this uh, significant um, crisis over security now raging in in two parts of the world. And these have all become interlinked. And and, uh, uh, Chancellor Schultz's visit to Washington sort of encapsulates this because what the White House, the administration is desperate to do is to get the funding secured, uh, military funding secured for Ukraine. Um, But at the same time, you know, they're faced with the Republican repeated attempts to dismantle this. They're failing so far to get it um, through Congress, and they're basically saying if the weapon supply dries up uh, to Ukraine from the US, you've got a major crisis on your hand that sort of opens the door to Vladimir Putin. And Olaf Scholz is saying exactly that, that's what he's come to Washington to say, That, uh, in writing in a Wall Street Journal editorial yesterday, he said that this threatens the entire liberal global order, he said, if this funding uh, is not um, put back in the system.